0: little yo pod the all things yosemite podcast i'm your host laura jackson a longtime resident and interpretive guide in yosemite national park and today's episode is going to be something a little different today i'm bringing you an episode from my other podcast project that i started earlier this year that i ended up having to scrap because i just had too much going on but i'm really proud of this episode and i thought it was a nice setup for my upcoming episode in two weeks about the fire situation in california So I initially titled this episode, Is Climate Change a Hoax? Hoping I would attract some skeptics to hear the information I present here. But I think a better title for it would be Some Facts About Climate Change. Because I do present this information from a factual standpoint with as little emotional baggage attached as possible. Because I find um, that is when people typically stop listening to a topic as polarizing as climate change when you start getting really emotionally invested in it. Or if they think you have an agenda or something, and I don't because I'm not making any money off this. Um, so I don't want to make this a long introduction because this episode is pretty good on its own, and I just hope it answers some questions you have about natural and human-influenced climate change so we can really start having this conversation with as much scientific data to back this argument up. And if you are a skeptic, please listen to this episode to the end. It's short and has a lot of great information. And I ask that you just open your mind to this as a possibility so that we can have this discussion further. So here it is some facts about climate change brought to you by my short lived second podcast, Sexy Planet. <coughs> Hello and welcome to Sexy Planet, the podcast about why our planet is the best planet and what we need to do to help keep it sexy. I'm your host, Laura Jackson, and on today's episode, I wanted to address the 16-ton gorilla in the room and answer the question that inspired this whole podcast in the first place. Is climate change a hoax? Before we dive into this question, I want to give you a little bit of background on myself and what qualifies me to talk about this topic. Okay, so I really want this to be a fact based podcast because I think the mistrust around climate change and global warming is rooted in fear of bias based political agendas when really the environment affects everyone. If you breathe air and drink water, (laughs) or go outside, then you are affected by your environment. That is fact number one. Fact number two is I am not a climate scientist. What I am is a lover of the natural world. I work as a guide in a national park where my own personal passion and desire for learning got me a job where I get to share stories, science, and the history of one of America's most treasured natural places. And just in case you're wondering, I work in Yosemite National Park, where I've lived and worked since 2004. And that is why I choose to talk about this topic Because I have seen with my own eyes the shocking reality of a rapidly changing climate and the effect it is having on the ecosystems of Yosemite. I suppose prior to 2018, I would have put myself in the category that I think most people fit into regarding climate change. Like I knew it was happening and I could even point to disturbing pieces of evidence that I had personally witnessed. Like the first time I saw the Palisades Glacier in the Sierra Nevada and how it was so devastatingly unremarkable, even though it was supposed to be the largest remaining glacier in the range. I didn't even recognize that it was a glacier and speaking with my friend who had been there a handful of years earlier, he admitted it looked very different that year in 2015 when we were in the middle of the worst drought in California's recorded history. Three years later, I was hired as an interpretive guide and naturalist in Yosemite and it was during a series of extensive lectures during a training seminar that I saw a graph that changed my perspective on climate change forever. The graph showed what looked like a still shot of a, of a heart monitor, and in a way it kind of was. The horizontal axis showed the number of years spanning the last 800,000 on Earth, and the vertical axis showed the level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere at different points on the timeline. The line extending the length of the graph jumped up and down all along the timeline, showing how CO2 levels constantly fluctuated. Now, this is evidence of climate change, not influenced by humans. The Earth goes through cycles, glacial and interglacial periods, which is what some people point to when we're talking about climate change. Yes, the climate changes naturally on Earth over time. Sometimes very dramatically, but not usually in a matter of decades. In the modern history of the Earth, which we'll say is less than 1 million years since that is the extent of uh, ice core samples that have been collected, the Earth has consistently gone through an ice age cycle about every 100,000 years. The CO2 in the atmosphere, measured in parts per million, is recorded by analyzing pockets of air preserved in glacial core samples. So what that means is that For every 1 million particles in a sample, X amount are composed of carbon dioxide. The core samples show CO2 at around 250 parts per million during interglacial or warmer periods, and about 150 parts per million during glacial periods. Then, around 350,000 years ago, the CO2 level reached an all-time high of 300 parts per million particles. Some archaeological evidence suggests that it was this shift in the climate that may have influenced the evolution of early humans as the floodplains of ancient Africa turned to grasslands, shifting grazing patterns of animals, leading to the extinction of some species, and forcing uh, early humans to change their social behavior to include migration and trade. So climate change happens naturally it has been happening ever since the earth formed over 4 billion years ago and if it didn't none of us would be here the planet would still be a ball of magma where nothing could survive (laughs) climate change also happens every year with the changing of the seasons so already we can say definitively that climate change is not a hoax (laughs) But what we are talking about today is human-influenced climate change, the deviation from natural cyclical change that is happening as a result of how humans interact with the environment. But to understand how we are influencing how the planet functions, it would probably be helpful to understand how the planet's climate changes naturally over time. So like many big natural mysteries of science, we look to space for clues. Everything in the universe is under the influence of gravity. Our planet exists where it does in space due to its gravitational uh, relationships with the sun and other objects in space. The proximity of earth to the sun directly affects the temperature. So, okay, that's a no brainer, but planets move a lot, a lot more than most people realize. So the Earth spins on its axis, one rotation every 24 hours, and that gives us daytime and nighttime. The axis of the Earth is also tilted, and as the Earth orbits around the sun over the course of a year, the northern and southern hemispheres receive more or less sunlight depending on the season. But there are many other factors at work as well. Earth's eccentricity changes, and its orbit goes from mostly circular to more elliptical over time. Changes in obliquity also affect the climate, and that's the tilt of the Earth's axis, which changed by about two degrees over the last million years. And that means that the seasons change their length and extremity. And precession, or the wobble caused by the bulge at the equator that gives our planet a little bit of an off-balance type of motion, shifts the points of the poles as well. These cycles take thousands of years, but when they are all factored together, they could explain the many periods of warmer and colder climates over the life of our planet. Other natural factors that affect the climate include wildfires, just the burning of organic matter releases carbon into the atmosphere, and even major volcanic eruptions. The gas is released, causing either global warming or cooling. And you know what else? Eventually, as the sun runs out of hydrogen and Starts to die, it will expand and completely vaporize the Earth and the inner planets, the ultimate climate disaster, and then we won't have to have this conversation about climate change anymore. But that's not for another four billion years or so. So until then, we should probably do everything we can to not burn our planet and every species on it into oblivion. Okay, so that was a bit dramatic. My point is we exist on this perfect place in its most perfect time. And that makes us really lucky. There were so many things that could have gone the other way. And if that had happened, none of us would be here. Look at poor Venus. What could have been a planet just like ours at one time now has an atmosphere composed almost entirely of carbon dioxide with an average temperature of 864 degrees Fahrenheit. Venus doesn't have a magnetic field and can't defend itself from solar radiation, which caused all of the water on Venus to vaporize and trap the carbon in the oppressive atmosphere. Now the whole thing is just a slow spinning upside down ball of balmy uninhabitable land. At least that's the theory anyway. That is why our planet is the best planet and why we need to keep it healthy. We don't want to end up like Venus. (laughs) Sorry, Venus, you're still sexy in your own way. She's smoking hot. (laughs) Well, not really smoking hot. She's misty hot. She's like a sauna (laughs) that no one ever wants to go into. Okay, so let's get back to that graph that I alluded to in the earlier part of the podcast, the one with all the spikes and dips in the CO2 in in the atmosphere over the last 800,000 years. So 350,000 years ago, we hit the highest level of CO2 at 300 parts per million. Yikes! And then things ebbed and flowed with natural cycles of planetary motion and probably other things going on. Volcanoes, fires, decomposition of organic matter, pretty much business as usual. And then the Industrial Revolution hit. And we started burning things we extracted from the Earth for energy, which is not the worst thing ever, but we started burning a lot of it. A lot industrialization led to big factories burning coal and eventually oil, which releases a lot of carbon into the atmosphere. And carbon dioxide likes to hold on to infrared radiation. And more infrared radiation trapped in CO2 molecules raises the temperature of the air and the earth in ways that cause the earth's climate to deviate from natural cyclical patterns of warming and cooling. 300 years ago, we were not burning fossil fuels for energy. Today we are. And today we measure carbon dioxide at 410 parts per million in the air, over a hundred parts higher than the highest level over the course of 800,000 years. So I'm not going to say what that means. I'm just going to let you decide if humans affect climate change, knowing what you know now. We are a powerful species indeed, perhaps the most powerful species in the whole universe. And we are certainly capable of creating factors that change our climate. It's an absolute wonder that we can do what planetary motion and massive natural events accomplished over millions of years in such a short amount of time. But the benefit of being a big brain species means that we can also start reversing this process. Not just stopping it, but reversing it to bring carbon dioxide levels back down to their pre-industrial revolution levels. We have the technology to make it happen right now, today. But it's going to take a lot of change, big change that will affect all of us. But the first thing we need to do is decide that this is the change that needs to happen. So my call to action for this episode is to find someone in your life who does not believe climate change is influenced by human activity and listen to what they have to say about it. Their concerns are certainly valid. Maybe they're worried that they will have to pay higher taxes if there are more policies put in place to address something they don't see as a priority or that they deny even exists at all. And if that's the case, maybe you can share some of the things you've learned from this podcast. But whatever you do, do not alienate anyone or invalidate their concerns. Because failure to communicate effectively and with compassion will only hinder this effort. And we need everyone on the same side here. Because human-influenced climate change and global warming is something that will affect us and every species living on this amazing planet over the next century. So roll up those sleeves and prepare to have some difficult yet necessary conversations about this because no one else is going to do this work for you. My dream is that soon I will not have to keep trying to convince anyone of human influence climate change and that in the next 10 years, we will be seeing the positive effects of our revolutionary movement when we decided as a species that our home was worth saving I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Sexy Planet. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend and hit that subscribe button. And if you want to help me out, give me a rating and a review so that more people can find this podcast. Also, if you're a fan of national parks, and more specifically of Yosemite National Park, then look for my other podcast called Little Yo Pod, which I started over a year ago and have close to 40 archived episodes all about Yosemite and the Sierra Nevada Mountains. And you can find that podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much every podcasting platform out there, even ones that I don't know about. I don't know how that happened. But uh, I'm grateful for it. If you want to contact me with any questions or comments, then you can send an email to sexyplanetpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram at sexyplanetpodcast. I would love to know what other people want to learn about. The format for this podcast will be changing soon and I'm really hoping to get more people involved uh, with it. So stick around for some exciting changes in the near future. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Laura Jackson, wishing you a happy and beautiful day on this sexy planet. Thank you for listening to this episode of little yo pod slash sexy planet i will be back in two weeks with an episode all about wildfire in yosemite in california now obviously the contact info i listed at the end of sexy planet is not the best way to get a hold of me for that you want to stick with my uh, current contact for little yo pod which i will include in the show notes as well as all the resources i use to research this episode if you like this podcast and want to help support this work please consider leaving a rating end uh, or review and um, please also consider a financial contribution to help keep this content coming. This week, I want to shout out my first official financial contributor, Greg. Uh, no last names, just Greg. And also all of my past Patreon members, uh, Allison, Daria, Daniel, Phil, Paul, Teresa, Pocket Sand and my wonderful mom for their past financial contributions to Lil' Yo Pod. If you want to help support the podcast, head on over to my Venmo account. I am at laura-jackson-23. And if you do contribute, I will give you a shout out on an upcoming episode and a free Lil' Yo Pod sticker if you email me your address. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. I'm Laura Jackson. Thanks for listening. And I will see you in the same